This is the Therapy Chat Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? It can be a struggle to find comfort in your body with night sweats, hot flashes, and so many other uncomfortable symptoms. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause created by Happy Mammoth. They are dedicated to making women's lives easier using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today is a special bonus episode. It's two trauma therapists talking, and I'm really pleased to have my good friend, Deb Delvecchio Scully, here with me to chat today. Hey, Deb. Hey, Laura. Great to connect with you. Yeah, I'm so glad we could do this, and I'll let everyone know it was Deb's idea. It was a very <laughs> good idea because we, we both have a lot we want to say about trauma and the effects of trauma and having a conversation together seemed like a good way to do that today. Indeed. So Deb, you and I both work with people who've experienced trauma. My work is more in um, helping people who've experienced childhood relational trauma, like physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, neglect, um, witnessing domestic violence. Can you talk a little bit about your work and and which populations you work with? Sure. Uh, Laura, I have had a lot of experience working with a few different types uh, of traumas. I, in the beginning of my career, very early in my career, I spent a, a good piece of time working in medical environments with people who had life-threatening illness, uh, either cancer, and then moved into a neurology practice where I worked with a lot of chronic pain and began to be exposed to survivors of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Mm. And that was really my first um, real introduction, although I was in practice at, in 2001, uh, really working very closely with survivors uh, of a communal trauma. And, um, and then that led me to uh, accept a position in the Sandy Hook community following the school shooting there as a clinical recovery leader. So I've had a lot of experience in working with traumas that impact communities, um, as well as working with personal trauma. And I resonate with what you're saying about those early childhood traumas. It's, it's, it's my philosophy that and belief that most everyone who is traumatized in some way as an adult has had some earlier trauma 
that they may be unaware of. It might be, you know, a small T versus the big, big, big T, but that there's something there. And I think so much of that has its roots in, in um, early childhood as well. Absolutely. So um, when you said the Sandy Hook school shooting, you're talking about the Newtown, Connecticut. Yes, yes. Sandy Hook is um, uh, a separate little hamlet, village within the town of Newtown. Yeah. So just to be sure that people who are listening, I know everyone knows what 9-11 is, but I want to be sure people understand basically how you have worked with survivors of mass tragedies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, in my role um, in Newtown slash Sandy Hook, I uh, was really responsible for engaging some of the most impacted groups in a meaningful way, helping them to sort through what their needs were, sometimes providing direct treatment or referring to, to services as was needed. Um, so it's really very powerful work and challenged me uh, clinically to learn more, to do more, to be more than I could have ever imagined. So I just want to pause for a second because we therapists and helping professionals, doctors and nurses, everyone who helps, first responders and people who volunteer, um, you know, may not even be, you know, doing this in a professional capacity when there are certain people who run in when those things happen and we feel good about helping and yet it takes a great toll on us. Um, I'm thinking about, um, I used to work with the Navy and there were many people I worked with in the fleet and family support center who had helped out both at nine 11 and, you know, when the Pentagon was hit in 9-11 and they had, because I'm outside of Annapolis, um, mm-hmm. D.C. area, they they also were the same people ran in and were helping when the Navy Yard shooting happened a couple of years ago. And everyone who did that did it with passion and, you know, love for the fellow human and yet you know there wasn't really like too much support it was more of the support of community that you know we know we did this good thing but not the support for what they heard and what they experienced and um where people could say where they someone could then help them cope with what they had heard. So that's something that strikes me so much when people like you and the good people that you work with um, go into those mass tragedies that are so just unthinkable and, and do give so selflessly. And sometimes the, the helpers don't get the help, you know? Yes, I agree. And, and I'm, I'm the first to admit that I thought I was doing a good job. Um, I thought I was really managing and handling it well. And it wasn't until, um, oh, probably December of last year, just after the anniversary, uh, that I really realized that I wasn't doing as good a job as I needed to be. Right, so I put a lot of energy and efforts in, but um, it wasn't quite enough. And I, I you, I, for me, I became so immersed in the day to day of living that trauma that. Uh, my connections outside of that had become really weak and I needed to really create a much better balance. And so this type of self-care goes so much deeper than I'm going to get a manicure or a pedicure, which are great. And I love a good pedicure, but that is not going to really support the depth of the places that 
I think most therapists or any human being, if you're impacted in some way, um, I think of the, the current flooding happening in Louisiana. If you're impacted in some way, it, you're going to feel it whether you realize that or not. So this is, for me, I feel this global impact of trauma um, is something that I've become much more aware of, particularly just in the last several months with so many random acts of violence throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so feeling challenged to say, hmm, what do I need to bring into the world that might be supportive, right? To take the expertise and knowledge and experiences, package that in some way that might be of greater service. Yeah, because you're a member of an exclusive club that has done that kind of mass mass um, communal tragedy work that so many people don't want to do. They can't do and don't can't handle it, and it, that's okay. But the people who are doing it, you know, you have specialized expertise. And, I mean, I hope you know, I say it all the time, how much I admire mm-hmm. you for that work and honor, you know, the sacredness of it, really. Thank you. So talking about the Louisiana flooding, which is Mm -hmm. going on right now, we're on August 20th, 2016. Um, We were chatting a little bit about this, you know, the people who are rescuing people from the water, the people who are going door to door to see if anyone is stranded or trapped in a house, the people who are pulling dogs out of the water, the people who are working at the animal shelters where dogs are dragged out of the water are taken to, mm-hmm. you know, the neighbors who are seeing what happened to their neighbor. And it's the, the way these types of tragedies affect the fabric of a community is pretty much impossible to even understand when you don't, you know, when you don't under when you don't know about it and you haven't seen it, agreed. I think no matter uh, there's so many of us are helpers that when there's something occurs, we step and we do it. And the degree of exposure has a lot to do with what your personal um, emotional burden will be, uh, psychological burden will be. Um, but that said, it's, I think I find it so interesting because you may be on the other side of the world, but because of your own personal life and experiences and places that you've been or early childhood experiences that you've had might be absolutely triggered by something that happened, say, like the Orlando Pulse shooting mm-hmm. or the flooding, you know, and... And that, unfortunately, is kind of that global experience of, of trauma. So, um, like you, Laura, I, I feel a real calling to support those helpers, whether they be therapists like us or help in some other way, or, or you have lived through the unimaginable, the unthinkable. So, can you say a little bit more about just for people who are listening, that concept of communal trauma and how sure. people can make a difference with it? Sure. Um, so uh, communal trauma refers to something that, and it, it could be an event such as a you know, natural disaster. So in, in the Northeast, um, we had Hurricane Sandy, which was devastating to the entire shoreline. Um or, you know, 9-11, the 12-14 uh, Sandy Hook shooting, these are what we call communal traumas. It's something that affects everyone residing in that community. Uh, and the impact may be very small or quite great. So, you know, with communal trauma, there's, it, it, there's, it's complex because You've got all these different ways that right, we live in our communities. So you and I have uh, private practices in our communities, but we're also residents, right? 
we might have children who participate in activities or volunteer someplace. So I could be volunteering or at a soccer game one day and the next day something occurs in my community, whether it's a school shooting or it's a weather-related disaster, a natural disaster. Um, and I have people who were standing next to me at the soccer game walking in to be my clients. Mm. And that's, you know, that's where we talk about kind of this shared trauma, right? It belongs to the community, right? We're the therapist and that person, that, that potential client, both are experiencing the trauma simultaneously. And, um, it's it's a real burden. So I think about our our fellow helpers in Orlando and Dallas, San Bernardino, Boston, Louisiana, and and everywhere throughout the the world, really, who um, may or may not understand this in such a way, because you have to look at it differently. Right? There are different boundaries. There's different things that to address. Now, this can also apply to a layperson, not just a therapist, right? The concept of shared trauma, um, because it belongs to the community. I might, let's say I work um, in the mayor's office, and I had to field phone call after phone call after phone call after the communal event. Or I work in some way where I'm really kind of in a consistent, ongoing manner, having to deal with the needs of the survivors. Mm-hmm. That's shared trauma. And I think it's it's a something quite unique. I mean, it's well documented in our in our clinical literature for sure. But you know, when applying this to just the everyday humans who um, show up because it's in their kind of DNA to do so, wouldn't have a framework for understanding number one, the impact. And then what is the vicarious or secondary impact on them? It's that point that we're all interconnected and what affects one of us affects all of us. But in the example where you're the counselor in the community where this tragedy happened and you're impacted as well, and you still have to support fellow community members, you may be, you just have to be someone who's impacted slightly less than they are so that you can, you know, be able to do your work and, and stay present. Well, I think you need extraordinary levels of support to, to do that. Um, and whether that, like, it, it, it flips the mindset, right? Once we're licensed, we don't need anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's not really true. No. Um, <laughs> so um, I think, you know, things like peer supervision, consultation, case consultation, really, really being mindful about caseload, all of that come into play for the professionals. And then for the lay people, you know, what is your body saying to you, right? Do you feel like you can't do one more thing, can't take one more step? Are you confused? You cannot focus and concentrate in the way you once did. How is your sleep? Mm -hmm. Are you eating, right? All these basic questions that they would not know to ask. In fact, I think that many who are impacted in this way end up in their doctor's offices thinking that there's some physical problem when indeed it's it's exposure to trauma. Right. It is a physical problem that is caused by exposure to trauma. Right. Yeah. Absolutely physical symptoms, but with this, uh, the real source of the, the cause of it is from the trauma. Yeah, Deb, you know, we're sitting here talking about trauma, and I know you and I talk and think about trauma all the time, but Mm -hmm. so many people just really don't relate to that word. They just don't think it it is a factor in their life. You know, I think that's true. And, and, you know, the big ones are easy to identify, right? So so we can all agree the terrorist attacks of, September 11th, we can agree that that was traumatizing mm-hmm. as, as a nation. Um, and some other events that have happened, certainly. But we don't really think about 
you know, the cumulative effect of being, say, in an abusive relationship or the cumulative effect of being in a work environment that might be somewhat toxic or where you aren't valued, um, that can be equally traumatizing. And uh, I had this conversation many, many, many times when I'm meeting with someone for the first time as they minimize their experience. And they say, well, I, I wasn't a soldier. I didn't go off to war. That's true, but that's not the only way that a person can be traumatized. Yeah, the same thing with um, when I use the word trauma with people who aren't aware of that they may be affected by trauma, they often say, I've never been abused. <laughs> and, you know, it's almost as if they think I'm saying their parents harmed them in some way, which, you know, that's not what I'm saying. There are things that can be traumatic. Losses can be traumatic and nobody mm -hmm. was trying to hurt anybody. It right, just, it's right. something that happened. I like, I like to talk about in terms of kind of the unexpected unimaginable events in life. Death of a child, uh, death of a spouse, long before you would have expected it, um, a violent car accident, you know, and the things that we think happen only to others, but can easily be a part of our own lives. Right. We hear about them on the news, but we never think it'll happen to us. Right, right. I've seen many, many, many clients. Actually, probably I would say one of my specialties is working with people who have traumatic grief. Mm. Um, and, and how that's been misdiagnosed as depression. Mm -hmm. When there are really some unique qualities to it. And when, you know, you can recognize what it is and, and really support the client and using the, you know, the right, the correct kind of trauma-based approach to the treatment, they can really have relief from the way that they've been locked into the trauma. And, um, you know, one client many years ago, her son had been killed 10 years before that. And it was like it was still happening for her. So when you can reset the brain in, in a meaningful way, I can't take away the, the horrible tragedy of the, the death of her son, but I can free her up of that persistent suffering. Yeah. And, and so I think that's so meaningful. And it, it's really kind of like really been on my mind, given the recent communal events that have been happening, um, how the, the concentric circles and how wide does it spread and it, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't live in Orlando they could have had a, a grandchild on vacation there um, they're going to be impacted and, and so on so I think we are all so interconnected into this larger web that um, the impact is, is likely to be there and the more that we can all build awareness of it can really significantly shift what you experience. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend therapy notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months.
The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is the EMDR therapy training brainchild of Dr. Jamie Marriage, a clinician and author who's on a mission to confront stigma around mental health, trauma, and dissociation. The Institute, informed by Jamie's work, teaches a somatic, expressive, bottom-up approach to EMDR therapy that does not treat dissociation like a dirty word. ICM empowers their students to navigate dissociation as a normal response to trauma and stress when it shows up. Dr. Jamie Marich is out and proud on various levels about her own recovery and is a strong believer in the healing capacities of EMDR therapy and helping our clients to heal from the impact of trauma. I and two of my team members have been trained by the Institute for Creative Mindfulness directly with Jamie, and I was impressed with how dissociation really was treated as just a normal aspect of trauma therapy work, which it is. Both Jamie and the consultants were matter of fact about if and when dissociation arises, it's okay, it's normal, and here's how you can help the client in that situation. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is offering a coupon code to save 15% off any program offered by ICM. This includes their EMDR therapy basic training programs and a wide variety of their home study, advanced topics, and other CE offerings. Go to instituteforcreativemindfulness.com and use promo code 15 for listeners. There's a link in the show notes. You can copy the promo code and use the link right there in the show notes to make it easy. We all know that small actions can make a big difference in our lives. I know for me, I can be in a terrible mood, go out somewhere and see a stranger, make eye contact and just smile at them and find suddenly I feel good. Whether it's practicing mindfulness a few minutes each day, movement practices, small actions can have big benefits, like how taking care of your gut can support whole body health. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. Your body is an ecosystem and great health starts in the gut. Your gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, our immune systems, and more. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com living and use code 25living to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com living, code 25living. Can you talk about what you do to support yourself um, in overcoming the effects of the trauma exposure you have through your work and in life? Yeah. So what I think is really important, I have many things and it just depends on what I feel like I need. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to have a toolbox overflowing with tools that you can pick out when you need. And so... um, I know we're both big fans of Laura Vandernoot Lipsky mm-hmm. uh, and her trauma stewardship work. And so one of the things that Laura talks about is you need to break a sweat six days a week. And that's, I know you and I, that's been our mantra and we've been supporting each other on that. And I think for me, that's one of the biggest ones is that I need to exercise. Yeah. Really think about how I need to help all the different layers of myself. I, so I need to both move my body and I need to rest my body. I, um, do anything and everything that I can to calm my brain. And so, um, one of the things that I found to be really useful and supportive is essential oils. I use them widely, um, during my time in Sandy Hook and found them to be so incredibly supportive and calming. I can really flip the switch on what's happening in my brain, kind of what are the signals it's sending, what are the uh, hormones and neurochemicals that are being released by using um, the essential oils. I also am a yoga teacher, was a yoga teacher well before I became a therapist. And so yoga is, you know, it is just me and I come back to it again and again and again. And I feel such a release from doing that. So I think it's this inherent balance of what I bring in and what I release. And one of the key things that helped me do that 
And and finally, I think the fifth thing I would add to that is that is remembering to laugh and have fun and to and to remain connected. But those are all under that heading of how my how do I maintain my sense of connectedness? I think that um, one of the common aspects of trauma and and kind of the vicarious secondary trauma is a sense of disconnection. Mm-hmm. So when I feel that, that tells me that I have been impacted by someone else's story um, and that I need to specifically address that. So I might do that through yoga, which is a way for me to release it. I, I will go to my essential oils that help to kind of uh, support my resetting my brain from the stress response into the relaxation response. Um, and then I actively will go do something that I know will help me feel more connected. And that usually is moving my body in some way, um, going to the movies, going to the beach, have fun, right? It's such a key piece of it. The fun part. Mm-hmm. You mentioned yes. laughing. Yep. And anything that will... Um, Laughter just immediately changes the neurochemical release in your brain. Mm-hmm. You start to shift from your stress response with uh, epinephrine and norepinephrine and cortisol and adrenaline into dopamine and serotonin and with feel-good hormones. So it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. And when you are in trauma, fun is the last thing. It's like when you're in survival mode, fun is not on the list at all. No, no. And it's, you know, so what what we've really, one of the lessons learned for me out of my work with communal trauma survivors is that regulating your brain is the most important thing you can ever do for yourself. And then how can I show, teach, offer you ways to do that um, for the in-between time when we're not together? And um, so I've really, I think, become even uh, more expert on, on being able to do that for myself, but also bring that into the world. I like to add something about self-care, you know, um, <laughs> I mentioned to you earlier, I had a massage today and I had the realization that yes, massage is certainly an indulgence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that not everyone can, can afford and access. And what it is that makes massage actually a necessity though, when you can, is that, you know, the trauma we are exposed to is stored in our bodies in Mm -hmm. the tissue, the fascia. Yep. And so getting a deep, deep tissue massage is actually a way to release the trauma that's stored there. So my massage today was a deep tissue massage with aromatherapy. And I felt like a different person when it was over. You know, I agree. I think all types of body work are an essential part of supporting yourself. Um, if you're somebody who's been impacted by trauma in some way. So can you talk about the new thing that you've put together to try to help people who are affected by trauma? Sure. You know, I, I've had a lot of, uh, colleagues, various people asking me, when, when are you going to write a book? I said, oh, <laughs> or, you know, can you do an e-course or can you do this? And, and so writing a book is a much bigger project. Um, but I really felt motivated, I think, after the Orlando Pulse shooting to kind of put together some kind of an offering. And I, I'm partnering with my colleague, um, Kristen Van Way who is, she introduced me to using essential oils for trauma, um, to support trauma and to use that within the Sandy Hook community. And so we've come together. She is a health coach, has a lot of experience, uh, as do I, in other kinds of supportive things like um, 
energy medicine, energy psychology. I like to, to talk about the foundational health and foundational elements that we all need, I think, just to live well. And particularly if you're undergoing some sort of trauma. And that we call integrative vitality. And so we're going to be talking about the 10 laws of health. I feel there's, there's this one area that I think is getting growing attention in the, both for the layperson and for clinicians, and that's the gut-brain connection and mm-hmm. gut health yes. and how, how that is so important in, um, in any type of emotional reaction from anxiety to depression to trauma to grief. And we're going to focus on that and uh, give information about that. Energy anatomy, we're going to have uh, one of the classes is on using essential oils and emotions around brain chemistry and how you can learn to layer through the emotions you're having using essential oils. Um, I kick off the program talking about both personal trauma and and mass tragedy and traumatic grief and just really um, helping. We want people to walk away from this. And this could be professionals. It could be lay people. It's any helper, any human that's been impacted in some way. Um, How to integrate, layer, and apply the oils. Um, Goals of how to support emotional harmony. energy medicine techniques, ways to unfreeze that fight-or-flight response, um, and just really support overall uh, vitality and wellness. So I'm so excited because there's I've never seen anything assembled this way that looks at so many different elements and pieces of health and wellness as supportive for trauma and um so is this an e-course or a webinar it is it is um it is a six weeks uh of e-course material we're offering it over an eight-week period of time and we're um actually doing some extra bonuses and so each of us Kristen is offering an extra class on self-care and I'm doing an extra class on mindfulness in every moment and how we can use the power of breathing and yoga and movement and guided imagery and all sorts of calming and containing um, mindfulness tools. Uh, so you're really getting eight weeks of content um, at the six weeks price. And we're going to have some great product offerings. We are going to be integrating essential oils into every aspect of this. We um, will help for those who don't are, would be new to using them. We'll help you um, understand what you need to know, how to obtain the best uh, quality and highest purity product um, for your own use. And uh, we'll be doing, you know, we're... We had a live webinar last week. We're doing another one this Monday um, for anyone who wasn't able to be on that call. And um, you can go to our website, which is Vital Life Soul, S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, VitalLifeSolutions.com. And everything that I just talked about is on that um, website. And... um, so I'm really excited to be able to help both my fellow therapists, but also just anyone, because everyone needs this information. Yeah, so people are going to learn strategies in the course? Absolutely. I mean, this is going to be such a content-rich program, and uh, we're, we've already decided this is just 101, that we're going to come out with 102 in a few months. Because there's just so much, so much content. Um, You're going to get uh, information on everything that I I really just talked about. You're going to have skills and tools and and ways. And and even if you weren't personally impacted uh, or don't feel like you have trauma in your life, I guarantee you know someone who does. And energetically, I feel anybody drawn to this, 
um, is impacted whether they realize it or not. And yeah. so, you know, I think we, we serve the world most when we just show up and hold that energetic presence and it just circulates from there. So, um, I'm just really excited to start this community. We will have a fav- uh, private Facebook group where anyone who um, decides to join us on the course will be able to interact with us on a daily basis and with everyone else taking the class. So um, very interactive, very supportive, and really just the beginning. I just feel like there's a needs to be a movement, a revolution that's talking about more mindfulness and mindful-based approaches to how we live every day. And, you know, not only how we address our traumas, but how do we live every day and how can we do that um, functioning at the best that we can? That makes you more resilient to anything that may happen in your life in the future. Yeah. And your course sounds amazing. I think, um, you know, for people, this is going to come out today, but um, your call is on Monday, August 22nd. So for people who are listening to this later, you will have missed the call. But um, if you go to that website, I'm sure that information will still be up to date mm-hmm. on what, what Deb and her colleague are offering. And I know, Laura, I know you share this passion for supporting those of us who are called to do trauma work. Which I do. Is- and I, and I love the way you're, you're so supportive of me personally. And um, I think it's one of your special gifts is to be able to sit with not only clients, but um, others who, other clinicians and who are, you know, feeling the burden of continuing to care. And you're such a reminder to me of how am I taking care of myself today, you know? So I want to thank you for that. And and I love the work you're doing in this area. Oh, well, thank you. I, you know, I really appreciate you saying that because I do feel that um, after my own experiences with being affected by the trauma exposure through work, I just really wanted to create a sense of community for trauma therapists because it is isolating work and we, you know, the trauma we are exposed to and our own trauma story that we bring to our work is something that makes us think we don't need help and makes us think that, you know, we're, we're rising above it. And, you know, it's kind of like what you said earlier where you said, I thought I was doing, really well taking care of myself and answer is you probably were until you weren't, you know, cause it just creeps up. And, you know, the, the way that our work affects us, it's a cumulative effect over time. And we do carry it in our bodies. And, you know, the more we have something going on in our own life at the same time, like, you know, you might be fine until you're doing your work every day and you're taking really good care of yourself. And then your dad gets in a car accident. And next thing you know, you know, you're just not as resilient as you were. Of course not. It's an ongoing thing to take care of ourselves. But creating support and community is the antidote to that disconnection that mm-hmm. trauma exposure makes us feel. And when we feel disconnected, we don't necessarily see it as, oh, this is an effect of something. It might be more just like, no one understands me. I don't trust anyone else. I don't really even trust my spouse. I don't trust my coworkers. I don't trust my supervisor. You know, I'm, I'm alone in this. It's me against the world. And, you know, for me, with, um, Uh, years of working in the field of sexual violence, ending Mm. sexual violence, you know, it's, it's this uphill battle of trying to take on a problem that unless it happened to you or um, someone you care about, most people just don't want to think about it. Don't want to talk about it. They don't think it's an important issue, you know, and it's the same with, you know, as Laura Vandernoot Lipsky talks about in her work, whether it's, you know, people who are fighting for animal rights or the environment or any kind of cause where, you know, 
general public doesn't value what is so important to you in your work, you know, in terms of um, child abuse and childhood relational trauma. um, So many people have the attitude of like, you know, well, that's in the past, people need to just get over it. So, you know, you're not only part of working with the individuals to solve what they're going through. Well, working with the individuals to help them recover from what they've been through. You're also fighting, you know, societal views mm-hmm. about the issue yes. as it yes. as being unimportant. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that can really um, take a toll too. So, you know, for those of us who do this work, when you're working with limited funding, it may make it seem as if the funders don't care and no one really takes the problem seriously because it's not funded appropriately. And, you know, everybody's struggling with low salaries and it's just, there's so many layers, as you said, to the effects of trauma exposure in our work. And, but whether someone is a clinician in private practice or in an agency community and support is really the answer to coping with that trauma exposure. And I had a really supportive um, environment where I first worked with sexual violence. After that, I looked for that same type of support in every position I held afterwards. And if it wasn't there, I, you know, I felt it because I had known what it was like to experience that support. So you know, I, I put together this um, trauma therapist community that is a consultation group with online consultation and in person for people who live near me in the Baltimore area. You know, it's my hope that this first cohort will be a support and inspiration to one another, but I hope that it'll grow to where more people seek out this kind of group support, whether it's with my trauma therapist community or whether it's, you know, by creating their own peer consultation groups, we just all need as much support as possible. And, you know, none of us are alone in this work. So that's the, that's the message of this conversation, I think, between both of us is that we're not alone, we can all support one another. Uh, Yes, I feel so grateful and blessed for our connection. Um, me when too. Mm, I heart you, um, <laughs> soul sister, <laughs> when uh, so transitioning into private practice is so isolating, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just a, it. Just the nature of the work, and uh, so I crave connection. I crave community, and uh, I think that was also one of the motivations for bringing forward the um, the e-course is to build a sense of community around that as well. And so I just can't emphasize enough how badly this is needed. And I think you are really stepping into a real void. Um, and I just would encourage anyone and everyone to to really consider reaching out and just, just giving it a, a try. Um we all need places where we can just be vulnerable and messy and have it be safe. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today.
The reason why I created this trauma therapist community with the clinical consultation piece is because I think, you know, we do a lot in Facebook groups Mm -hmm. as therapists for support. But then what you see is that people are trying to get more support out of it and clinical consultation out of it than it is made to Mm -hmm. hold. And, you know, that that just illustrated to me, like, there's a need for a space where people can do this together online. It's not always within their own local communities. But, you know, when when we connect with the people who we resonate with, wherever they are, and, you know, with the online world, you can do that. Um, well, for one thing, in my in my community, you can do that securely with um HIPAA compliance in the platform that we use and it has a Facebook group so you can do Mm non-clinical questions and support in in that secret group but um, you know you mentioned when we first started talking before we were recording that the world has gotten smaller and smaller so some of the people I connect with the most are you in Connecticut and other friends in you know San Jose and Mm -hmm. Florida and New York and Canada and that's that's good the world is getting smaller and smaller that is definitely a good thing yes yes and that's the wonder of technology it can bring us closer yet I feel that some people just become too dependent on the technology piece and we're not um, we're not present physically present with other humans and having meaningful conversations and I think that's so badly needed in our world today. Yeah. Yeah. We have to take the online relationships to real life in some way. Even, you know, this is you and I are talking through Skype. It's not in person, but it's a real connection. It's not just me behind a computer, you behind a computer and us not. Right. Right. And we are connected in real life, too. Yes, we are. (laughs) Well, Deb, thanks for coming on for this uh, bonus episode, Trauma so Therapist sweet, yeah. Conversation. That's wonderful. I think maybe we just birthed something, Laura. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, something we do again. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and for everyone who's listening and are like, well, I want to hear more about Deb. Don't worry, because I interviewed her on Therapy Chat, and she's going to talk more about her work with essential oils and trauma. So um, that's a, an upcoming episode in the future. Listen for that. All right, Deb. Well, one more time. Where's the website where people can find out about that course? Vital Life Solutions. Got it. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening to Therapy Chat. And I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Deb Delvecchio Scully for our two two therapists talking bonus episode thank you for listening to the therapy chat podcast with laura reagan lcswc for more information visit laura's website at www.lauraregan.lcswc.com